Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and uh, wherever you're listening to me from, and uh, whatever time of day it is, welcome to my podcast. I'm Dan Sanders, and this is the first podcast I've done in, uh, kind of boggles my mind to think about it, but in probably a year. And since uh, it is the beginning of May, it is the... uh, uh, fifth day of the fifth month of the 20th year of 2020 or something of that nature. And uh, what I'm going to do in these podcasts is, uh, I don't know. Uh, I know what I'm going to do in this one, I think. But I'm going to start at the beginning and meander around through the uh, middle of it. And at some point, I'll come to the end of it. And one idea I have is I'm going to and I've already done this. I'm not going to do this while you're sitting there waiting. Otherwise, we might have these long periods of uh, what we call in the fantastic world of radio broadcasting, dead air. And dead air sounds something like this, which doesn't really give you a whole lot to do. And one thing that I've noticed about podcasting, at least at this point in the way I'm doing it right now. See, in in real live radio, where you just kind of let everything spill out of your mouth and and onto the airwaves and into people's ears, well, I could always put on a song. If I ran out of anything to say, I just, uh, you know, put on 13 minutes and 30 seconds of Freebird or something, and then run around the room and play some pinball and get some beer out of the Coke machine. And I did work at a radio station where... No matter what coin you put in the uh, soda machine, you got a beer. Yeah, that was a good station. Anyway, (laughs) ratings stunk, but it was a good station. Uh, Actually, the ratings uh, were pretty good at times. Anyway, what I'm going to do is is just bits and pieces of uh, current events sometimes, or sometimes uh, recent uh, happenings that that have uh, crossed my mind. Or my ears. And the most recent happening happened on uh, April 23rd. And it's the first release from this band in a long time uh, since 2012. Uh, The first single and original material in, in, I think it was four years. This is coming just off the top of my head. But it's the Rolling Stones. And uh, it's a song about what we're going through right now. Isolation. And it's called uh, Living in a Ghost Town. It is available on YouTube. If you haven't heard it yet, check it out. It's as good as anything they've ever done. Now, something else that caught my eye as I was getting ready to uh, do this, this, this podcasting thing. On May 1st, 2006, Guinness, and I, this I found interesting. Maybe you'll find it interesting. Maybe you won't. Uh, You can't turn the station, uh, but you can hit the stop button, the pause button. But, you know, if you do that, uh, I don't know what happens to me if you do that. I think I keep talking, but it spills out someplace else. But anyway, May 1st, 2006, Guinness certified a new world record for most guitarists playing at the same time when 1,581 guitar players simultaneously performed the Jimi Hendrix version of Hey Joe. And they did that at the Rowcliffe, or did it in Rowcliffe, Poland. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm, I know I'm pronouncing Poland right. I'm not sure about W-R-O-C, Rowclaw, I guess it is, or Wokla. 
Maybe the R is silent. Shall we debate this for a few minutes or not? You know, never mind. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I was going to tell you about this rambling thing. If you notice, my podcast is called Rambling Harbor. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. About uh, about some time ago, about seven years ago, I was trying to figure out a name for my podcast, and a good broadcasting friend of mine, BJ, who is the head honcho out in Seattle, uh, he liked the idea. I came up with the idea, and he said, stick with that. That's you. That's perfect. Rambling. Rambling Harbor. My middle name is Brooks, and um, it's a family name. It was my grandfather's name on my mother's side. And I went into a program director of mine one time, and I said, I want to change my name. And he said, why? You've always been Dan Sanders. People know you by Dan Sanders. You are Dan Sanders. And I said, well, you know, my middle name is Brooks. And he said, yeah. And I said, you know, I ramble a lot. And he looked a little dismayed and said, yeah. And I said, well, since I ramble a lot, my middle name is Brooks, I thought I'd call myself Babbling Brooks. He looked even more dismayed pointed the door toward the door and said, run. <laughs> I didn't run, but I never changed my name either. Uh, continuing now with May 1st. On May 1st, 1995, not nearly as interesting as 1,500 acts people simultaneously performing Jimi Hendrix, Nancy Sinatra, who at the uh, time was 54, and she appeared on the cover of Playboy magazine. And in her centerfold, uh, and I never saw this, and I'm very grateful that I did not, but I'm told that in her centerfold, she wears only her famous boots. And she's quoted as saying, I did this to churn things up a little bit. So I guess maybe she did that. She churned things up a little bit, or we certainly hope that she enjoyed it. Also on May 1st, 1966, we're going to do this day by day up until around the 5th or the 6th of this uh, uh, month of May. On May 1st, 1966, James Brown performed on The Ed Sullivan Show for the first time. And uh, unlike most of his solo acts, he uh, brought his own band. And uh, that allowed him to provide the full James Brown experience right there on The Ed Sullivan Show. And the full... James Brown experience, some of you may remember, included the cape bit where he drops to his knees. And he, you, you, for a minute, if you've never seen it before, you think, my God, what has happened to him? Is he okay? Is he dead? But then they revive him. That's part of the James Brown bit. On May 1st, uh, 1965, the British invasion was taking place and a band by the name of Herman's Hermits hit number one in America with Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. And uh, Herman's Hermits, if you remember or have ever seen them on reruns or whatever you've seen them on, they're a very uh, English band and a very English song. And it was first heard on the uh, BBC show called The Lads in 1963. And it took it two years to make it across the pond and hit America in 1965. And yes, sir, I remember it. I remember it like it was like it was 1965. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Also in 1965, on still we're still on May 1st here. The Supremes had a hit with "Back in My Arms Again." 
It was released in 1965, and uh, I don't know what uh, level it reached on the charts, but uh, I remember it. 1965 uh, was a good year. Uh, Elvis Presley and Priscilla got married, and they were together until 1973. Uh, makes that a, a six-year marriage for uh, Elvis. In 1969, still May 1st, Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash taped a TV special at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. May 1st, 1969, we're back to Jimi uh, Hendrix here. He got himself uh, busted at uh, the Toronto International Airport for possession of narcotics. He was released on a $10,000 bail. Here's a, a note that uh, of real interest. The, these guys, man, they went a long way, did they not? Elton John and lyricist Bernie Toppin on May 1st, 1970, combined for the very first time on Elton's first American album, simply called Elton John. 1972, May 1st, 1972, the Eagles were flying high with Take It Easy. It was released on May 1st. It was their very first single. You may be asked a trivia question someday about that. What was the Eagles' very first single? Well, you heard it here. May 1st, 1972, it was Take It Easy. 1972 also, still May 1st, by golly, bet you got by golly, but May 1st was a busy day in my head. Paul Simon released his first uh, self-titled solo debut album in 1972 on May 1st. Well, we've made it to May 2nd. May 2nd, 1956. For the first time in Billboard chart history, Five, count them, five singles were in both the pop and the R&B top ten. The singles were Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel, Carl Perkins' Blue Suede Shoes, Little Richard's Long Tall Sally, The Platters' Magic Touch, and Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers' Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Now, there's a question that still has not been answered. What's your favorite song out of those? Out of those, out of uh, Heartbreak Hotel, Blue Suede Shoes, Long Tall Sally, Magic Touch, and Why Do Fools Fall in Love? For me, it would be The Platters. I was, I was a big Platters fan. For me, it would be uh, The Platters out of those five, Magic Touch. May 2nd, 1960, production began on Elvis Presley's G.I. Blues, and it was his first post-Army movie. He was no longer Sergeant Presley or whatever he... What, what rank did he... He never made it to Sergeant, good heavens. Buck Private or something. Uh, anyway, he was out of the Army, and that was his first post-Army movie, G.I. Blues. How fitting and or proper. May 2nd, 1960, Benny King left the Drifters and signed a deal with Atco Records. In 1965, still May 2nd, the Rolling Stones made their second appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. A sad note on May 2nd, 1972, Les Harvey of uh, Stone the Crows, he was electrocuted on stage in uh, Swansea, Wales, and uh, he died several hours later at the age of uh, 25. 1977, now here's a song that sounds to me like, or seems to me like, maybe it's just because, you know, being in radio, you played it a lot, 
But listening to radio, you heard it a lot. And then it sticks between the lobes, and you think it a lot. But it was 1977 when this Eric Clapton song came out called Wonderful Tonight on May 2nd, 1977. 1979, May 2nd, The Who. No, not the World Health Organization, but the WHO, the rock group. I understand that Orange Top there, um, he wanted to stop funding the WHO, uh, or, you know, WHO, capital letters, WHO, World Health Organization, stopped funding them, because he didn't think a rock group needed any funding. And yes, somewhere along the line in these podcasts, I will get political. It's, it's in my bones. But anyway, back to what we were doing there, May 2nd, 1979. The Who performed their first concert, and it was their first one after the death of Keith Moon. And Kenny Jones, formerly of The Faces, as you may or may not remember, was the uh, drummer. And also in 1979, the movie, The Who movie, The Who's movie, Quadrophenia premiered in London, which brings us up to May 30. May 30, no, May 3rd. There's no little zero after that three there, Daniel. May 3rd, 1944. Going My Way, directed by Leo McCary and starring Bean Crosby, premiered in New York. And it came out in 1944 on May 3rd, and it won Best Picture in 1945. Born on May 3, 1919, in New York City, Pete Seeger. And a, a memorable, honorable note about Pete Seeger is one of the things he did with his life is he had a thing called the Hudson River Sloop Clearwater, Inc. And what that is, is a nonprofit organization based in Beacon, New York. And it seeks to protect the Hudson River and surrounding wetlands and waterways through advocacy and public education. It was founded by uh, Pete and his wife, Tasha Seeger, in 1966. And uh, the organization is known for its sailing vessel, the Sloop Clearwater, and for its annual music and environmental festival called the Great Hudson River Festival. And... uh, Pete Seeger, born on May 3rd, 1919, in New York City. Unfortunately, uh, Pete is no longer in this realm of existence with us. Great, great, uh, great folk singers, you probably know. Uh, Another birthday on May 3rd, 1903, being Crosby. Uh, His birthday is May 2nd, but his birthday, a lot of, uh, some people think it was May 2nd, but his actual birthday is May 3rd. Also born May 3rd, uh, here he is again, James Brown, born in 1928 on May 3rd. In music, uh, 1939, May 3rd, 1939, Beer Barrel Polka was recorded by the Andrews Sisters. 1956, Most Happy Fella, Fella, F-E-L-L-A, a musical by Frank Lozier, opened by the Imperial Theater in New York City. In 1960, on May 3rd, 1960, the Fantastics opened the show and became the longest-running musical in theater history on May 13th, 1984. That's 24 years and 10,000 performances. I'm having trouble talking for 15 or 20 minutes. (laughs) 
<laughs> of course, I haven't done this in a while either. Give me some time to warm up. Wait till you see what I do next. May 3rd, 1964, Gary and the Pacemakers. I may need a pacemaker before this is done. Gary, Gary and the Pacemakers made their U.S. TV debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. Good old Ed. You know, good old, a really big show. A really big show here tonight. Uh, my my mom and dad and I used to watch it all the time together. That was one of the one of the family events we had, and uh, we I probably saw this when it happened. 1964, Gary and the Pacemakers, U.S. Uh, TV debut on the Ed Sullivan Show, and do you know what song they performed? Doop 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 doop. Now eh, you've had enough time to think about that. Don't let the sun catch you crying. May third, nineteen sixty-seven. The Walker Brothers announced that they have disbanded. However, they did get back together uh, for a tour that happened in uh, 1968. Here's a note that when I I was looking through things to uh, blabble about, 1967, May 3rd, 1967, Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys went to court on draft evasion charges. I was going to look up how that turned out. i think he got some kind of community service or something. I really don't know. Um, I'd kind of forgotten about that, but he, he did do that. And I don't really know what he did to evade. See, I didn't evade. Some of you already know that uh, I had a run-in with the draft board, too, and I was offered all kinds of deferments. I had deferments up left arm, down right arm. My left leg was deferred for one thing, and my right arm was deferred. My right leg was deferred for another. But uh, And I had really, seriously, college deferments and, and all kinds of other deferments. And it took me several years to convince them I didn't want to be deferred. I didn't want the uh, the deferment. So they finally classified me 3A, and they, then they said, come join. And I said no, which really ticked them off. They, they didn't like that too much. And I'll tell you more about that somewhere down the road. So moving along here. Uh, 1969, Jimi Hendrix, he's back, was arrested in uh, Canada again uh, on May 3rd this time uh, uh, with by the custom officials. They found uh, heroin in his bag. May 4th. I think Mama should have gotten the bad new bag there, Jimmy, you know? But anyway, May 4th. We're up to May 4th. Some of you already know this. I know my uh, friend BJ. I mentioned him earlier in this podcast. BJ is a big uh, sci-fi and and so forth fan. And May Fourth is traditionally it's it's Star Wars Day. And according to the online resource Wikipedia, it is typically celebrated by sci-fi fans the world over with movie marathons, Star Wars themes, the occasional lightsaber duel and movie quote exchanges on Twitter. I didn't I didn't really see any of those. I of course I didn't look for them either, but did you see any of those? Let me know. If you if you saw any of those, let me know. May fourth, nineteen fifty nine, Dick Clark announced the first movie to be released from his production company. The film was Harrison High. I wonder if you can still find that on late night TV or old reruns or, or something like that. Nineteen fifty nine, May fourth is when it came out. Also in 1959, May 4th, the winners of the first annual Grammy Awards were announced. And the ceremony was held uh, on both of our shores, uh, the West Coast and the East Coast, and they did that simultaneously. Today, that's no big deal. 
today uh, we can have. Uh, did you see the thing with the uh, uh, One World concert there uh, to raise money for first uh, responders? And they had they had the uh, Rolling Stones for one example. They they to me were one of the best things that that happened in this particular thing. But these guys were all in different uh, places. Uh, you had Mick in one place and and Ron Wood in another, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie Watts playing the air drums. But in 1959, to do a simulcast from both shores, that was a big deal. And that happened on May 4th, 1959. May 4th, 1964, the Moody Blues formed in Birmingham, England. Yep. I saw the Moody Blues. I believe it was uh, it was their attempt at a comeback tour. I believe it would have been... Probably 1986, and it was at uh, Riverfront Park in Manchester, New Hampshire. Not not England, but Manchester, New Hampshire. I was working at uh, WLYT, uh, which is now known as the River. But uh, we went and we saw the uh, the Moody Blues, and uh, I, I guess I was a big Moody Blues fan. Uh, not a huge one, but big enough. May 4th, 1985, the Apollo Theater reopened with a 50th anniversary grand reopening celebration. And um, there was an associated television uh, special entitled Motown Salutes the Apollo. 1987, sad note, Paul Butterfield died of complications from a drug overdose at the age of 44. Those drugs took a lot of people in my life. Not people personally. Fortunately, I've never known anyone that was ever hooked that badly on on drugs. But people I've known uh, of, known of, uh, bad things, bad things. May 4th birthdays, uh, just a couple here of note. Randy Travis, uh, his real name is Randy Bruce Trawick. And he, of course, is a country singer. I don't think he's performing any longer, but... Uh, Randy was born on May 4th, 1959. And Mike Durnt uh, of Green Day was born on May 4th, 1972. Which brings us up to May the 5th. And uh, this is, is I particularly caught my eye considering we're going through this whole COVID-19 virus isolation thing. On May 5th, 1847, that long ago, the American Medical Association was organized in Philadelphia. Taking a look at sports, uh, a couple of sports things caught my eye for May 5th. In 1904, Cy Young, and of course everybody knows about the Cy Young Awards, well, Cy Young in 1904 on May 5th pitched the first perfect game in modern baseball for what was then called Boston Americans against the Philadelphia Athletics and the score was 3-zip. On May 5, 1908, the 34th Kentucky Derby was uh, won by Arthur Pickens on a pony. And what I think, <laughs> I think what really caught my eye about this, I do like the Kentucky Derby, of course, this year because of isolation and so forth. For the first time in, I don't know, decades upon decades upon decades, I don't know what the exact time was, but it, it hadn't been the first time forever the Kentucky Derby did not run on the first Saturday of May. But um, Stone Street, Stone Street won that, that derby. 
1917, St. Louis Brown Ernie Cobe. No hits, the Chicago White Sox, one zip. And I think the reason that I re- that caught my eye is Ernie Cobe, my dad used to talk about him. I think my dad watched him play. The name just jumped out at me. And here's another name that'll jump out at just about any baseball fan. In 1925, on May 5th, 1925, Ty Cobb went six for six. Six for six. Total bases, 16. 16 total bases in 1925. And back in those days, you know, you know the rumors about people like Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, they'd sit in the dugout smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. Then they'd come to the plate and knock the ball 400 uh, yards into Never Never Land. In music on May 5th, in 1891, the Music Hall, uh, later became Carnegie Hall, had its grand opening with its first public performance. And that was in 1891 on May 5th. May 5th, 1900, the Billboard, later called just Billboard, began weekly publication instead of monthly after six years of uh, publication. That was in 1900. Wow. Wow, man. 1955, the musical Damn Yankees opened in New York City. It ran for 1,019 performances. May uh, 5th. 1955. In 1968, Buffalo Springfield performed their final concert in Long Beach, California. My son was, uh, I was married in Long Beach, California uh, that time. And, (laughs) yeah, that time. And my son, uh, my son Daniel, was born in uh, Long Beach Memorial Hospital. And in 1968, Buffalo Springfield performed their final concert in Long Beach. So obviously it's a a town with a lot of honor attached to it. In 1999, May 5th, 1999, Garth Brooks was named Artist of the Decade at the 34th Annual Academy of Country Music Awards. And a couple of birthdays to wrap us up here. On May 5th, uh, 1942, Tammy Wynette whose uh, birth name is Virginia Wynette Pug. I love pug puppies, don't you? I, I knew a couple of pug puppies uh, back in the uh, mid-70s. I had this fantastic summer job. See what I mean about the rambling? Give me a word, I'll tell you a story. I had this fantastic summer job. I, I was a uh, house sitter for Fred Gwynn. Yes, Fred Gwynn of Car 54, Where Are You? And Harmon Monster and Pet Cemetery and... Uh, a very talented guy who never really uh, was appreciated so much for his talent. And as he told me one time, part of what hurt him was his size. They couldn't figure out how to cast him in those days. And uh, I remember driving up his very long driveway out out in the woods in in New York uh, State and um, driving up this long driveway to meet him for the first time and I see this really tall person standing there with big, wide shoulders. And I thought, my gosh, I do believe that's Herman Munster. And I drove up. Uh, he's standing outside. And I drove up and rolled down my window. And he bends over, which took about 20 minutes for him to bend over to my window. And he looks in. And he says, you Dan? I said, yep. He said, I understand you want to be an actor. I said, yep. He looks at me a little little bit longer and he says 
shitty business. <laughs> and that was his words, I quote. And uh, the last birthday, Bill Ward of Black Sabbath was born on May 5th, 1948. And with that, dear friends and neighbors, friends, lovers, and others, as I sometimes used to say, that's going to wrap it up for this time. In the meantime, have a good time, and we'll get together next time and do it all over again right here, same place, and you'll know where to find me. Take care. Be healthy. Stay safe. Wait a minute. Stop it. Hold the presses. Or hold something. Or, or start over. I, I can't. I, can't I, w- I wouldn't be able to sleep. It's actually uh, it's, uh, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, my time. And I just listened to part of my podcast. And I have this. I'm terrible. I... Uh, a couple of radio stations I worked at, I was the music, and I, well, I was also the music director, but I was a production director at a, a couple of them. And a production director is responsible for all those commercials that try to sell you stuff that maybe you don't need or maybe you don't want, but I'll make you think you do. But <laughs> I would listen to the things over and over, and I kept, I would rip them apart and do them over and do them over and do them over and do them over. And it's easy when you're doing live radio and you don't have to listen to it. You know, a young DJ... They tape their shows, they go back, they listen, they listen, they listen. That's good to a degree because you you kind of get a perfection going on there. So I listened to part of my podcast just now, and I made a terrible mistake. I I, I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. I'd be getting up and waking all of you up doing this again. And what that terrible mistake was, was I was talking about Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys, about when he went to court on May 3rd in 1967, because of draft evasion. And I was talking about my deferments. And all of that was true. You know, the ter- deferment up the left arm, down the right arm, the left leg, the right leg, you know, the brain, between the lobes, over the lobes, under the lobes. And all that's true. And, and I did take extreme effort to get myself reclassified. And what I said when I was talking about this the first time is I got myself reclassified 3A. Well, 3A is family support. I had that. I didn't want that. I got myself reclassified 1A. I got myself reclassified 1A, so they would say, come on over. But I said, nah, I don't want to do that. And that really ticked them off. But when I heard that, I thought, and maybe you wouldn't even even have noticed. Maybe I could have just let it slide and, and never have gone back to it and put this out there for everybody to listen to. And now that I've got you back here, you want to sing a song or something? But anyway, <laughs> I did have to straighten that out. Lord only knows what else I, I might find if I, if I listen to it much longer. But I don't think I'm going to. And uh, now that I've corrected that, so when you hear that, keep listening. You know, when you hear that about, uh, about Carl Wilson and his, his draft thing, and when you hear me say 3A, just wait until you get here, okay? Wait until you get here now. Because <laughs> you're here now, and you're not there anymore. So you're here now with me straightening it out. I got myself reclassified 1A. And if I keep, I, if I keep doing this, I'm going to get myself reclassified. Uh, well, anyway. So listen, stay healthy, will you? Stay, uh, stay in, do what you need to do. And uh, as I just said a few minutes ago... We'll get together and do it all over again, my friends, lovers, and others, right here, one more time, sometime after midnight. Take care.